Aren't you tired of the same content, the same subjects, the same phrases, the same delivery? It's weird at this point. Media Den wants to change that. You deserve a platform that will give you variety and a high-quality audio experience. And you can't forget a timely show. Media Den provides short-form podcasts that trim the fat without destroying the details. Now, you don't have to feel committed to what everyone else is talking about. Just niche shows that won't just interest you, but save time. Stay up to date with all of our shows by subscribing anywhere you get your podcasts. Media Den Network. It's all in the content. This episode is brought to you by Only the Real Entertainment and Media Den Productions. That I spent on music, I knew it would work. Kept records of the sleepers. I was something like a clerk, real rap. Just in case you all forgot, I still rap. Pray to God, real talk, but you'll never forget. As soon as I shake your hand, understand that I am the realest one out here that you have ever done met. Yeah, shout out to the fans, do my plans like I can't control my paper, real talk. I'm forever in debt. Do the math like how far I'm truly coming proper, cause a brother still raps, don't you ever Episode 35, back at it again with another episode of Real Hoops. Of course, we have the main host of the show, Rilla. How are you, Rilla, today? Yeah, what's going on, bro? I'm good, bro. Bless, bless. What's good with you? Nah, you man, look, listen, man, I can't call it. I can't call it. Yeah. Um, But this week has been pretty, uh, pretty jam-packed with, you know, some... Really awkward stuff, but some dope stuff as well. Obviously, we're going to get into, you know, all the hoop talk and whatnot. But we got to we gotta really get into some uh, some craziness, man. Um, Over there in the G League, we got a G League player by the name of Chance Comanche. Uh, he was arrested for a wild murder with, uh, with his ex-girlfriend. So before I even ask you, you know, how you feel about it, I'll just briefly explain it pretty much. You know, uh, Chance and his ex-girlfriend plotted a murder against another woman who is supposedly supposed to be a, a sex worker. And um, I guess she was uh, connected with a, a rapper who was actually the current boyfriend of Chance's ex. Um, he got booked for a double homicide and so you know the girl cooperated against him and i guess this murder was in retaliation for that you did you hear about this how do you feel about it i mean this is probably one of the the craziest uh, and most random cases i've heard in the sports world mm-hmm. so what is your take on this how are you seeing this even you know unfold in your brain i mean what is what what is your opinion on all this? I don't even know what the even like what is your opinion on all that? We're going dark off the rip. All right, let's do off it. Off the rip. Um I haven't like read any articles uh about it. Um I've been seeing a lot of uh news about it on on Twitter timeline and whatnot. Um basically the 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 player he admitted to choking her out with an HDMI cord. Uh, and confessed. Um, it's disappointing for all parties intended. You never want to lose your life like that or for your young lady. So my condolences to her, to her and her family. Um, and and then the guy, uh, man, it's only 400 players in the league, 450 if you want to be exact. 
and you had the opportunity to, you know, be in the sister league, which is also very impressive in that. And to think that you're allowing your emotions to essentially, because you're never getting out of jail, right? That's a first-degree murder, and you've already confessed. So you've essentially not only ended that young lady's life, uh, you've also ended yours. I'm not sure how much time the, you know, the girlfriend is going to get for being pretty much an accessory to murder. So with all parties intended, it's just disheartening. Um, I, I want to let young men know um, while we have this podcast and this platform, it's all right to be, you know what I'm saying, going to your nine to five. It's all right if you just play ball. You don't got to be straight. There's nothing out there for you except two things. You know, we have, you know, our gentlemen who made it out the streets and, um, but they're really a 0.1%. You know, them making it to, you know, being free and alive is the equivalent to somebody making it to the league. It's that small of a percentage. So lock in, bro, but don't don't crash out over, over you know, petty stuff that'll ruin the rest of your life, bro. So my condolences to the family of that young lady. Um, and we just we just got to do better as, as older men and men in, in general um, when, when the opportunity is presented in front of ourselves and, you know, not tricking ourselves out of that position. Yeah, word. Please stop crashing out. That... That was crazy. That that whole case is insane, bro. I'm right. not even gonna lie to you. Right. Like just hearing it, it just sounds like some um Black Mirror stuff, right? Yeah, it it, it sounds like something you would see on on America's Most Wanted or something. Really? Yeah, legit. Like, I can't believe I, what I was like I, reading. I'm like, wow, this is <laughs> this is a reality. Yeah, and it came out of left field. Like, how in the world? I, and then. You know what's so crazy about it is the simple fact that um, you do that and then go back to practice. No remorse. That's why he's going to spend the rest of his life in jail, bro. No remorse. That's insane. You seen the text messages too? Yeah. He is never That's getting crazy. out. That's crazy. Yeah, he's never getting out. That's you're insane. You're in California doing that. You're, you're, you're done for. Yeah, you essentially not only killed the, the, the individual, but you killed yourself. From a societal standpoint, you'll never see the light of day, you know, outside of the prison guard. So it's the same. That's crazy, man. Condolences for real. For real, bro. Um, to on, on the lighter side, um, let's let's talk about some moves right quick. What's because up? you know, there was a specific move that had, you know, the timeline kind of, you know, up and at him a little bit. Um, Kawhi. So Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I, I'm not even going to just say only Kawhi, but uh, the Clippers, right? Mm-hmm. The Clippers are currently on a nine-game win streak right now. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, we're recording this on a Thursday. This podcast will be out on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the Wednesday before this day, they played the Dallas Mavericks, mm-hmm. where they end up coming out, getting a, a ninth win, 120-111. to 111, But Kawhi... Leonard, mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard dropped thirty and ten with five assists on fifty about fifty four fifty five percent shooting from the field. Um, but the big move that has been highlighted is him coming down off of a uh, coming down in the post and pretty much facing up and just. Hitting someone with a mean pump fake before Euro into the basket. Had the whole Clippers bench going crazy. Mm-hmm. Had James Harden going crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
What do you think about the Clippers, what they have going on now? It seems as though they got a rhythm going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, are, are we looking at contending Clippers right now? Are we looking at possibly a top five seed to stick in the West um, all the way up into the postseason? Or is this just a little nice little uh, window for them right now where they're just having fun? Well, they're in the, um how can I say this? They're in a great situation because all of their guys are California guys, number one. And if you're from the same state and you hoop, you essentially knew each other since, you know, you, you're little and they're around the same age. You know, well, Westbrook and, and Harden in particular basically grew up together. Kawhi grew up in, you know, uh, Compton himself. Um, and Paul George is also an L.A. kid. Um, so... You know, when the disaster, you know, first went on, uh, they went on a five-game losing streak, and um, Westbrook took initiative to want to go to the bench. Right, he essentially did that for the LA Clip for the LA Lakers before he came over to the Clippers, so it's a little bit easier for him, and he'll have the hands, he'll have the ball in his hands a lot more. Um, and I don't know, I'm I'm watching these guys. They look like they're having fun together. Uh, they look like they figured it out as far as James Harden. Handling the offense, he's, you know, getting other guys involved. Uh, you see what he did against the Pacers when he hit those four straight threes and he's doing a snow angel on the sideline. Um, and it looks like they're having fun now that they're winning, right? Winning cures all, and they're on a nine-game win streak. Uh, the move itself is ridiculous because Kawhi, who has historically NBA-wise humongous hands for a six-seven guy, catches the rock with his left and then he immediately spins – and then the Euro is crazy, you know. Uh, if you've ever watched Westbrook, you know he does the little Euro on the sideline, and it's just seeing James Harden, who's played with all-time great scores already, right? He's played with Embiid. He's played with Kevin Durant a couple times, and he himself has been an absolute great scorer. So that camaraderie is going to pay dividends. As far as them being contenders in the West, I never hold my breath with the Clippers. I love that you guys, well, what you guys are doing, but... History has taught us, and history can always be wrong and corrected. History has always taught us to not place all of our money on the contending Clippers. We saw the Los Angeles Clippers with Chris Paul and Blake Griffin never really get past the second round. We then saw, uh, you know, a few years ago, uh, a Kawhi Leonard and a Paul George blow a 3-1 series lead to a Denver Nuggets team, and then it's just dealing with injuries in and out. And this possibly could be the year. Um counting on health, not only on health, on productivity. It looks like their offense is a lot easier with James Harden being at the realm and, you know, deciding whether he wants to shoot the ball and assist the ball. He's, you know, a two-time scoring champion and a multiple-time assist champion as well, so he knows what he's doing with the basketball as as far as the regular season goes. The only person to have really proven himself for an extended deep playoff run, though, is Kawhi Leonard. So it's very imperative that, you know, they get on a roll right now. Um, because if he's on point, if he's healthy, then all bets are off, right? Because that's essentially a top 10 player at all times when he's on the court, if he's absolutely healthy. So we'll see is is, is my consensus right now. I'm not putting all my chips into him, but they look absolutely great right now. Shifting a little bit over to the East, of course, we got the Miami Heat that we have to talk about. Um, Tyler Hero has made his way back into the, into the lineup, mm-hmm. and he is killing. Yes, sir. So, with his line, with his return to the lineup, uh, what does that do, do for the Heat? Um, Tyler Hero, as far as the postseason goes, 
outside of his rookie year, it's either he's been injury injured or he's underperformed. So I'm giving him the Clippers treatment. I have to see what he's going to do in the regular season. I know what to expect from a Jimmy from a multiple-time standpoint of him showing me. You see what he did at being an eight seed and stepping up his game to another level. He did it for us in 2020 as well. Our bench is playing well. JJJ looks like he's pretty much a four-year vet because of those years he spent in college and just him being foundational. Um, fundamental is the word I'm looking for. I apologize. Uh, Bam is doing what he's doing. He's our anchor. Uh, but I'm definitely looking forward to seeing if Tyler could step up because if Tyler could step up, we could probably sneak one of those big dogs because, like I said in the preseason, those two big dogs and the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics look like they're it's pretty much a two-man race. So it's up to you know either the Heat or potentially the Knicks with Jalen Brunson. You know you never know when he could get hot. Even we couldn't do anything with Jalen Brunson. Uh, they have the ability up there to get you know a valid second option on a seven-game series. You know they can maybe shock somebody for a couple games. But Tyler Hero in himself. My brother, I'm trying to see what you're doing in April, May, and June. I know you're a dog, but show me you a dog when it counts. Speaking of Jalen Brunson, um, Becky Hammond, who I believe is one of the best coaches in basketball, yeah, not basketball just yeah. you know, just in basketball in right. general. It doesn't matter if she's coaching the WNBA, right. she was coached with the with the Spurs. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's really legit. Right. Becky Hammond says Jalen Brunson is too small to be a 1A on a team. Does being small or too small uh, to be a 1A on a team matter that much? And um, if so, who will the Knicks need to accompany Jalen Brunson to make things happen over there um, in the Big Apple? Uh, well, first off, kudos to Becky Hammond. Uh, I believe that she could go to any park and coach a state championship. That's how great she is, right? So what she's saying from a statistical standpoint is absolutely right. Now, if you look at the last 40 years, you have your statistical anomalies, right? You have your Isaiah Thomas, who was backed by the bad boy Piston in that vaunted defense in the 80s, who won two championships. You have a Steph Curry coming in at six foot three. Uh, but he's the greatest shooter of all time, and he had, a, you know, the second or third greatest shooter of all time in Clay. And then for two of those championships, he had a seven-foot monster in Kevin Durant. So those bets are off. And then you have, you know, a super anomaly in Dwayne Wade being a 1A guy just for the NBA Finals pretty much when he took over the entire seven-game series. Outside of that, the guys have been 6-6 six, six and up. You look at a Jordan, you look at a Tim Duncan, a Shaquille O'Neal, a LeBron James— all the champions have pretty much been 6-6 six, six and up as your 1A guy for you to be over the top and winning a championship. And there's a few things for this, right? When you're smaller, you tend to be um, majority of the time a defensive liability. Uh, other than that, you have to have supreme athletic skills. You have an anomaly like Chris Paul, who's six feet tall, right, and can play defense. who made multiple all-defense teams. But he's an anomaly. Um, outside of that, guys who are you know, less than 6'3", it gets tough for you on that defensive side of the ball. And if you can't get prompt stops, guys are just too good. You know what I mean? They're going to be able to score pretty much over any defense. And if you're that small or, or short, I should say, uh, they're going to be essentially be able to shoot over you. And if they can't shoot over you, they can drive through you, essentially. So um, Becky Hammond has a supreme point. Uh, for the Knicks, though, I believe that they have to get a wing who can score at all three levels. R.J. Barrett, uh, very good defensively, uh, but he could very much so go cold when they need him to get a bucket. 
right? And sometimes Julius Randle isn't fully engaged. Um, so they, I believe they need a wing who can pretty much score on all three levels at any given point in time for the Knicks to truly be a threat and to pretty much walk down one of these big dogs that I'm saying in a Boston Celtics or Milwaukee Bucks. What type of wing are you are you thinking about? Um, maybe somebody. I mean, there's a because there's a there's a few wings on the trade market. I mean, you know, you you're seeing reports about Pascal Siakam. You're seeing yeah. OG Ananobi. Yeah. Obviously, Zach Levine is listed as a guard, but he's six six. Right. Um, moves like a wing. Right. Um, just doesn't have the body like a OG Ananobi right. or Rui Hachimura. Right. Or you know anybody like that? But who do you see fitting into there, that slot uh, for the Knicks? Uh, well, me personally, you know how I feel about champions, and um, in 2019, even though it sounds super far away, Pascal Siakam was you know a top three option, and he scored 20 points per game in the NBA Finals. So I believe that he can you know with easier looks coming from Brunson because he attracts so much attention defensive, I mean, you know, from a defensive standpoint. Um, I believe that perhaps possibly I would go see Ockham if I was Leon Rose. I'll make that call to see Toronto was good, what you need. And, you know, try to make that call to see if, you know, see Ockham could do it. The reason why I wouldn't, I, I don't know about Levine is because of his situation, right? It's always tough to get a guy to fully commit um, when for a large portion of their career they've known losing, right? You've seen pretty much anomalies come into a better situation and they immediately pick up winning habits, but you have to have an alpha leader who's already been there, right? That's why I specifically would go for Siakam, even though one might surmise that Levine is better than a Siakam, you know what I mean? Just me personally, from a personal standpoint, if I was a general manager, that's what I would do. I'll go for Siakam. Heading over to Lakerland. Um, well, not necessarily Lakerland. I mean, they was in the Windy City yesterday, mm-hmm. um, and they played Chicago, and they got completely smacked mm-hmm. by Chicago 124-108. Right. I mean, it was just a lot of things that was going wrong, but going right at the same time. Very confusing game. Uh, but the biggest topic of that is D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell has been a topic of discussions, mm-hmm. both in trade scenarios mm-hmm. for the Lakers, mm-hmm. as well as just complaining. I mean, a lot of people is really, you know, complaining about his inconsistencies, especially when he's not aggressive offensively. Um, and then defensively, I mean, the man said that he wanted to be the next Derek White for this season. And um, he had a couple flashes of that in the beginning. But now he's looking like he's starting to give up a little bit. I mean, in 27 minutes, he scored two points, had one rebound. Two assists. Wow. I mean, you know, he shot 16% from the field. Wow. Only, you know, attempted six shots, made one. No free throws. I mean, it was just a lot of lack of aggression. So, just straight up. Is D'Lo cooked? No, I don't think he's cooked. I believe that you have to take him with his inconsistencies. We, we've known this to be in the past, right? He, he can go from looking like the best player on the court uh, when I believe he scored, what was it, 35 against the Pistons? He pretty much mm-hmm. looked like he was the point guard for y'all for sure. Um, but point guard is, is the toughest position to play right now because there's no rest nights, right? If you're an Anthony Davis, you go up against a guy who wants to get rebounds but isn't a main scorer, you can pretty much paint protect. You're a D-Lo, 
you know, you're going up against Chicago. You got Kobe White, who's averaging 25 over his last seven games. You go to Indiana, you got Tyrese Halliburton. And you're like, all right, time to go back to the West. You go to Dallas, you got to deal with Luka. You go to San Francisco, you know, you know what I'm saying? You go to Sacramento, you got to deal with Darren Fox. You, there's no rest nights if you're a point guard in this league because that is the most stacked position in the league right now. And it could be mental fatigue. It could be that, you know, he's pretty much not locked in. Um, I believe that he, he just has to get one of those nights, uh, right? And he can put together a string of games to where he doesn't look like he's shelling himself on, on, on both ends of the court. Six attempts lets me know um, that either that he was not, wasn't playing aggressive to begin with or he's letting the defensive lapses get into his offensive game in which we, you know, can see guys do that on a night-to-night basis when you're not, you know, performing your best on the defensive end. I believe that he just has to get a couple going. Uh, AD, Chicago is his hometown, so it's always difficult when you're in your hometown, right? A lot of times your guys wants to force feed you and you want to perform at your highest at your hometown, and it could be fatigue for him as well. You know, those those guys have been on the road for, um, correct me if I'm on the last two, three weeks, it could be fatigue. It's a lot of things that could go into it. Uh, I, I don't want to say D'Lo is cooked. I would, you know, give him some more runs, um, get him a couple home games, you know what I mean, get get back to familiar territory and uh, see what we can do. But good good thing is the game Vincent is coming back for you guys, and, you know, he's a vaunted guy on the defensive end, um, and he can, he can go cold on offense sometimes, but one thing with Gabe Vincent is he's always going to try to give his best on that side of the basketball, and that can pretty much motivate d to, you know, re-engage and re-lock in when you see a guy playing the same position that you're playing, uh, giving their all on the defensive side. And it could be just be a couple stops that, that'll get d going, you know what I mean, because he's a shooter. Um, so we'll see. I don't think he's cut that all. Okay. Well, before we get into real talk, let's jump right into this ad. Look, I don't know about you, but I like my hoops unfiltered. Especially if it's about that Miami Heat. Heat Nation stand up here. If you do too, then tune in to Real Hoops. There's nothing better than hearing straight up unadulterated talk about ball and all the chaos that comes with it. You can go find Real Hoops on all podcast platforms. Go enjoy and run it up for your boy. Year. Now, obviously, uh, it's, uh, this is... <laughs> Uh-oh. This is this is a crazy one. Uh-oh. This is a crazy one. Uh-oh. But hey, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about it. Um, and it's it's all alleged, people. It's all alleged. But <clears throat> a video has been going around on social media uh, showing Mace exposing Bishop TD Jakes. Now, a lot of people might be listening to this pod and saying, you know, well, this is real hoops. What does this have anything to do with hoops? Well, obviously, Mace. Is a part of a sports podcast, so right. he talks hoop all the time. Right. Um. But clearly, this is something that's entering, you know, into the sh- into the atm- the the internet atmosphere. Right. Um. And so he, there's a video going around of him exposing TD Jakes as well as you know other people just like Jaguar White, right? And you know just other people coming out about TD Jakes going along with his freaky frog alleged freaky frog activity with with Sir Diddy. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of memes going around. We'll we'll get into the memes. 
But <laughs> before we get into the memes, what in the world is going on, man? Bro, Hollywood, it feel like it's falling in front of his face in real time. First off, the diddler, count your days, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> count your days, diddler. Hey, Cassie, turn that into the face. They're going to hit you with that, that Rico charge that they the hit Rockefeller with in the, in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah she, she mean business. She said, man, I'm 30 M's is spending. That ain't enough. The Let's see the diddler in cuffs. You're not Batman. You're not the Joker. You're the diddler. You blow niggas' cars up. That's what you do. You know what I'm saying? You get the freak offs. You're the diddler. Um, T.D. Jakes, bro, that's... That's unfortunate. You know what I mean? Uh, that's more than unfortunate. That's very unfortunate. Just from the standpoint of just, this is a black preacher who, even if you not in church, you just know of because he's that famous as a preacher. You know what I'm saying? And we unfortunately have seen this act before. The late uh, Eddie Long, multiple priests. I, I just I just don't get it. My brother, like, I just have a feeling that you should just live your truth if that's what you want to do in the life you want to live. We now live in a society where it's more accepted than it was in the 90s and the early 2000s if that's how you want to live your life, right? Um, but that's just, <laughs> that's disheartening. But I'm just happy that they're getting the diddler out of here. Yeah, get the diddler gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, get him out of here. No more blowing up cars for you, pal. You know what I'm saying? And I knew that everything was going to come to an end when he, when he gave people back their publishing who's been trying to fight him for years and pretty much decades to get them back their publishing. Once I saw that he did that, I said, oh, yeah, something happening. Then the Cassie lawsuit dropped. Then the 17-page doc dropped. Then the 30 mil was paid out. Then the 18 endorsement, uh, you know what I'm saying, the sponsors dropped. And then he had to step down from, from revolt. And then I'm like, oh, this is a snowball. And then this drops on the time. I, I didn't know TDJ was going to be involved. Jesus Christ. Boy, oh boy. And you seen what's going seen... on with the Epstein joint? Yeah. Oh, man. Hollywood is falling right in front of my face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It ain't, it ain't nothing you can find on, 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 on Little Old Rilla. On, on, on Cam, ain't nothing you find on us, ladies and gentlemen. And you can't, you can't, yeah. you can't forget about Christian Keys coming out talking about an anonymous person, anonymous big time, you know, exec or whoever they he want to categorize them as with sexually assaulting, or I shouldn't say sexually assaulting, I should say essaying men. And a lot of people has been um, speculating that it's Tyler Perry, pretty much because you know he's on Tyler Perry Productions and all the other stuff. I mean. Bro, this, this Hollywood is getting is, crazy, Hollywood dog. Hollywood is falling right in front of your face. You seen the model talk about Method Man, Jade something. I forgot her name. We're going to, we're going to, I'm going to, yeah. Her name is Jade. Jade, wow, I'm sorry I forgot your name. We're going to look you up right now because I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? What did she say? So she basically said that she was sexually assaulted by Method Man um, in his earlier days. Uh, what is her name? What is her name? What is her name? Yo, I'm a fire name, bro. You may have to cut this thing. Okay. Jeez, man. Oh my goodness. And this is and this is um somebody who said that she was 
she was messed with by Method Man. What was she a minor or something like that? No, uh, she was sexual assault. She was of age, and of course, it's a scrub throughout the net. But I know I read it. Um, but anyways, her first name is Jade. I can't remember her last name. She basically said that she was sexually assaulted by Method Man. You then have another sexual assault uh, suit that came out with Vin Diesel, saying that his assistant, that he grieves his assistant uh, during a the Fast and the Furious production, uh, Hollywood is falling right in front of our very faces, and the death of the celebrity is, is happening in real time, right? Um, those Epstein and it's a, people... And it's it's, it's, just, it's just so crazy, man, because the internet will always find a way to make jokes out of everything, too. Have you seen the T.D. Jakes memes that's oh, been yeah, going Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The purple one with the, with the long dress, it's been killing me. <laughs> it's been killing me. <laughs> And my infamous favorite TD Jakes. I've heard, I use this when Pat Riley wouldn't trade nobody in February. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Pat. Wake up, wake up, wake, wake up, up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Bro. <laughs> Wait, which which meme which side, meme bro. which meme do you think was probably what is your top three memes that you've seen about this whole TD Jake thing? The purple one. Um <laughs> And there's one where he somebody is that like, is that the is that the one when he was like, have you felt swallowed? Yes. Swall- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we? Hold on. <laughs> that that one dress said that he felt swallowed. Pause. Um, the one with the wake up, of course. That's my personal favorite. Uh, mm-hmm. And then there's one that is supremely wild. There is a young man dancing, and TDJ is back there like, no. I gotta send it to you, Kev. I gotta send it to you. I'm like, no. Fam, the signs was there. Yo, no. First off, we live in a very unserious society. We don't take nothing for granted. At the end of the day, y'all niggas are celebrities. We gotta wake up and go to work in the morning. We're going to get these jokes off, ladies and gentlemen. It don't matter what. Dude, I'm telling you, man. I'm sorry. I'm going to be one I'm of them. I'm a participant. I'm getting my jokes off. You feel me? If it's the Bro, the very, you know. The, the very <laughs> first T-sweet meme jokes, that I saw. You know? <laughs> the very jokes, first meme man. I saw was of, of, of uh, a caption that said, T.D. Jakes after his fifth lemon drop, and it was Tyler Perry bent over with his tongue out. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> We live in a very unserious society. The internet, it could be cruel, but yo, it's the funniest place. Boy, it's funny as hell. Oh my god, we very unserious, bro. Very. I promise you, society. this is not like a subject where it's supposed to be this funny, but it's man, hilarious. the internet, the internet just really just takes things so lightly. Facts. Like it's so crazy. Like, you know it's bad when the internet makes 9-11 jokes. Like, it's crazy. Like, bro, it's just like a lot of stuff. Bro, <laughs> my greatest meme night is when they said that who's going to get superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I still got stuff bookmarked from that night. I was wilding, bro. Bro, it, it literally is never... Well, sometimes it is, but for the most part, it's never a dull moment, especially on Twitter. Twitter has to be probably like the greatest app on earth. It is the funniest. Oh my app. god, one thousand percent. We was discussing this at work earlier. It's one thousand percent 
the funniest app that you could possibly get. It doesn't matter what's going on. The joke will be made. Uh, when Jaw before Jaw hit the game winner, they, they got the Jaw wake up. <laughs> with him oh. on the <laughs> Yo, man. Either chop it in a Glock 38 or a Glock 44. <laughs> <laughs> he put the chop with me. <laughs> very unserious society. I'm going to laugh, but we're very unserious. We got we to be unserious, bro. Man, what's wrong with these people, man? Look, man, we just go, we go, <laughs> we go wrap it up right we go wrap it up right there, man. It's another episode of Real Hoops. We out, man. It's another episode of Real Hoops. Happy man. holidays, Make sure y'all. that you <laughs> happy holidays. <laughs> make sure, <laughs> make sure that you like, comment, subscribe on all our YouTube channels, and make sure that you follow Media Dan and Real Hoops on Instagram and Twitter and wherever else that you get your social media posts. And always remember that each audio episode drops every Friday yes, sir. <laughs> and then videos drop every Monday and please please don't be like TD Jakes okay T sweet Jakes do not be like TD Jakes nah. I'm telling you nah it's not the way to live your life no sir all right just make sure you wake up wake up wake up, up, wake up. up. <laughs> <laughs> man we out man we out <laughs>